five, four, three, two, one. Hello, everyone. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good mid-afternoon. Good evening. And for my night listeners, hello. Welcome to Sunday Bible Study. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host of Connecting the Dots. Joseph Brownlee, your host for Connecting the Dots. How you doing today? I hope you all had a blessed Thanksgiving. You know, Thanksgiving is every day to me. You know, just so much to be thankful for. And I just thank God for each day, the good and the bad. We need to be thankful for when we go through hard times as well as we go through good things. Because we got to remember, we made it through the hard times. So it's good to be thankful daily, not just because of or not just for a special holiday, and which is good. But, you know, it's, it's, it's well it's all is well when you are thankful every day of our lives to be thankful for, you know, especially for the believer, because we are been we are blessed. We are destined to be in heaven. We are destined to serve our time and serve God in the heavenly places. That's a thankful thing. And even though that's future, whatever the future is, you know, pertaining to the, the, the rapture of the church, you know, that's a beautiful thing. And there's so much to be thankful for because there's so much hurt and there's so much pain in the world today. You know, all around this, there's so much hurt and there's so much pain. And I know it's hard for people to be thankful but as long as you are enduring, as long as you are getting through it, as long as you have made it through, no matter what, it's still so much to be thankful for. I know that's easier said than done, but it is worth being thankful for the good and the bad. Okay. Peter, James, and John. Peter, James, and John. Three of the leaders of the 12 apostles. I believe there are leaders over the other nine. That's my opinion. But when the Bible speaks of those three in particular, it always seems like they got a special, uh, a special leadership when it comes to the 12. Yes, Matthew has a book as well. The other apostle does have a book, Matthew. Mark is not an apostle, but he has. He wrote a book. And I believe he got a lot of his information from Peter. But the emphasis I want to talk about is uh, Peter, James, or John, and John, or James, Peter, and John. Those three, because I believe they are the pillars. And I believe Paul was talking about them when he mentioned the pillars. Not all of the apostles, but I believe he was mainly focusing on Peter, James, and John when he talked about that. Okay, now. Those three apostles walk with Jesus. Those three apostles talk with Jesus. Those three apostles and the rest of the apostles as well, but I'm just put I'm just throwing up that out there, you know, for a reason. Even ate with Jesus. They laughed with Jesus. Yes, I believe Jesus did laugh. You know, okay, I believe Jesus did laugh. They laughed at Jesus with Jesus. They talked with Jesus. They ate with Jesus. They was taught by Jesus. They was taught even deeper about the law 
by Jesus. They was taught how to be saved by Jesus. Jesus gave them ability through the Holy Spirit to do miraculous signs, wonders, miracles, etc. They had the ability to speak in different languages. Jesus taught them how to prepare for the kingdom that's going to be on earth, which is called the kingdom of heaven. It's like heaven coming down on earth. So the, uh, the phrase to call it is the kingdom of heaven. So Peter, James, and John, and all the twelve, but Peter, James, and John walked with Jesus, talked with Jesus, ate with Jesus, was taught by Jesus, performed miracles, you know, because Jesus promised that he would give them that ability through the Holy Spirit to do signs and wonders, etc., etc. They seen Jesus also do signs, wonders, and miracles. Jesus taught them also what must people do to be saved. He taught them what to tell them, how to teach them, what they must do to be saved. He taught all the 12 that. But remember, I'm putting specific notice and emphasis on Peter, James, and John for a reason. Okay, I've been doing a teaching and verse somewhat verse-by-verse verse comparison on the different teaching proving that Peter, James, and Paul, I mean, Peter, James, and John's teaching or salvation message was different than the Apostle Paul. Let me say that again. I've been doing a series, a little short series, comparing the teachings of Peter, James, and John comparing it to the teachings of the Apostle Paul. I don't like to say verses because it sounds like they're going against each other. There's nothing wrong with it, but I don't like to say Peter versus John, or, I mean Paul, or Paul versus John, or Paul versus James, like they're going against each other because all their teachings and all their gospels what they, and the gospels that they teach are all true, are all true. So what I have been doing, I've been doing a comparison, nothing real deep, nothing real long, but just trying to make it quick and in a layman's term for my hearers to, so they can see that they will be able to help themselves and help others that's in the body of Christ to understand that the teachings of the Apostle Paul, the Apostle of the Gentiles, and Peter, James, and John, the Apostle of the Jews, Israel, their gospel message was was not the same or is not the same because it's still present tense. It's not the same. Okay. Well, I guess I could say it's really present tense when it comes to the gospel salvation and Paul's gospel and Paul's message today. That gospel under the dispensation of grace is present tense. That's the only way you can get saved today. You and I or how we got saved today. If you got saved, it has it had to be through the teachings of the Apostle Paul or the gospel message of Apostle Paul, Apostle Paul believing that Jesus died and he was buried and he rose again. Okay? Now, why did I say the gospel? Oh, this is what I want you to know. The gospel that was taught by Jesus' earthly ministry when he was on earth, and the, the 12 disciples and their leaders. Uh, Peter, James, and John, that gospel 
is not in effect today. That gospel will not save you today. Why? Because they had to believe who Jesus was. Okay, they had to believe who Jesus was for them to be saved because they was looking for their their, uh, their prophesied Messiah, their prophesied King. So they had to believe who Jesus was. Peter, James, and John, and the other 12, and whatever, and whatever followers or disciples was following them. You know, they had to believe. Now, salvation, now listen to Les Felder, and that helps me out to understand that the salvation, according to Acts 2 38, the gospel of the kingdom of heaven, the way to be saved back then, not now, not today, the way to be saved and how they got saved back then, what they had to do, who they had to believe in. First of all, they had to believe in Jesus. They had to believe who Jesus was. They had to believe and accept that Jesus was their king and their Messiah, first of all, in time past. Under the teachings of Jesus' earthly ministry and the 12 disciples who became apostles and whoever, whoever, whoever was following them after that. That was the message they had concurred with. That was the message they was throwing out there. And these was the four simple requirements back then for salvation. Believing who Jesus was, they had to repent, according to Acts 2 and 38, 38 is full man. They had to repent. Repent means change their mind, change their ways. They had to repent. They had to be baptized in water. Okay? For the remission of sins. And then they got filled with the Holy Ghost. That was the order of Acts 2.38, the kingdom of heaven, gospel salvation message. That's, this is very important. This is very important. That was the message for salvation then under the earthly ministry teaching when Jesus came on earth for Israel for salvation, to get them cleansed. That was the message for salvation for Israel then, and a few proselytes, but mainly for Israel. I'm not going to get into the uh, the proselytes now, but I want to put focus on that so I can tell you where I'm going. Okay? The gospel message was repent. And when John the Baptist came, the forerunner ahead of Jesus, okay, he was born six months ahead of Jesus, the forerunner of Jesus. What did John the Baptist preach? Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. They had to be baptized for the remission of their sins. So when Jesus came, after they killed John the Baptist, Jesus came, when he came to earth, he was teaching and preaching the same thing. The kingdom of heaven message for salvation was repent for the remission of sins, but he was the king. So the king has a right. John was preaching the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. So when Jesus came, Jesus was the king to be the king over the kingdom of heaven for Israel. Okay, you're getting that now for Israel. All right. So when a king arrived, he taught his disciples. Jesus said, I'm the king. They had to believe who he was. They had to believe he was the Messiah. Most did not. The little flock did. The leaders did not because they was looking for something else. 
you know, they was looking for Jesus to take over and throw overthrow Rome and all that jazz and stuff like that. But the little flock, Peter, James, and John, and all and a lot of other followers believed Jesus was their Messiah and their king. But they had requirements to do. Not only they had to believe, they had to repent. They had to be baptized in water for the remission of their sins. And then they will receive the Holy Ghost later on down the line, the day of Pentecost. So you remember this, the Holy Ghost came later on down the line. They had to wait in the upper room. Remember the, remember the 120 in Acts. They had to wait in the upper room for the infilling of the Holy Ghost to give them power and give them the ability to do the teaching and the miraculous signs and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and, and speak in different languages, okay? But the format of the repenting for the remission of sins and being baptized in water was done when Jesus was on earth, okay? The infilling with the Holy Spirit, the comforter that Jesus called him, came later in, you know, in the upper room with the 120, all right? Why are you going this, Joe? I'm, I'm trying to give you a little format. So I want you to really focus on Israel and the way of salvation so you could know exactly what did Peter, James, and John teach? What was their message? What was the requirements of salvation? Believe who Jesus was. Okay. Repent change their minds for the remission of sins and be baptized in water. And then they would be filled with the Holy Ghost. See, when the Holy Ghost finally came at the day of Pentecost, Acts 2 and 38 was fulfilled because the Holy Ghost arrived now within the apostles. They was not disciples anymore. They was apostles, messengers. So they had to go through that uh, Acts 2.38 was the way of salvation back then. Not today, but back then. Under the kingdom program, Acts 2.38 was under the law. They were still under the law. They still had to do sacrifices and different things like that and certain type of, you know, covenant rituals. They were still under the law. But the salvation message was believing who Jesus was, repent, for the remission of sins and being baptized in water, they would be filled with the Holy Ghost. But the main, the, uh, not the main, but the four was, is, was repent for the remission of sins, be baptized in water, and then you shall, you shall receive the Holy Ghost. Four type of segments, four principles or four things they had to go through for a fulfillment of their salvation. Four things in time past, according to Acts 2.38. You can read that and just count them yourself. It was four. Repent for the remission of sins. Be baptized in water was requirements. That's the word I'm trying to find. And then you would be filled with the Holy Ghost. Those three requirements you had to do before they was filled with the Holy Ghost back then in time past under the kingdom covenant program, okay? Peter, James, and John, and the 12, and whoever was back then, and time passed. Okay. All right, I hope you got that. That was for Israel. That was a covenant salvation, kingdom salvation um, for Israel, okay? Now, the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul, under, he, his gospel was a mystery, okay? His gospel 
was specifically, according to Acts 9, Jesus specifically was going to send Paul out to the nations, nations meaning the Gentiles, to preach our gospel, not the kingdom gospel, but another gospel to the Gentiles, a gospel that did not pertain to the covenant phases of repenting, being baptized in water for remission of sins and for the Holy Ghost. It was not a covenant message for the Gentiles. It was not the covenant message for the nations. Therefore, just say me and you, we are Gentiles. We're not Jews. We're not under that covenant message. Okay? So repenting for the remission of sins and being baptized in water is not a requirement for the body of Christ. The body of Christ salvation message through the Apostle Paul is just believe it by faith of what Jesus done, not who Jesus was. Now, it's very important to know who Jesus was, yes, but when it comes to salvation, you have to believe what he done. You can believe who he was, but that won't save you. Israel got saved that way. And then they have to go through the phases, other two phases. But today's salvation under the body of Christ, there's only one requirement that's required for a person to be saved today is believing by faith of what Jesus done on the cross, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. That's under the teaching of the Apostle Paul. Paul taught the cross. Paul taught the resurrection. He got crucified by both the Jews and the Gentiles. They had a hard time accepting his message because it was not the same as their message. And they, they, they still would not accept that the one that they killed was their king. So they had a problem with that, among other things. The Gentiles had a problem also with the teachings of the Apostle Paul about the resurrection of the dead. And both the Jews and the Gentiles had issues with that. Okay, so Paul went through a lot. He had challenges trying to explain the gospel that he was teaching to the other nations. Before Paul went, before the Apostle Paul went to the other nations, he went to the Jews first. See, first of all, when Paul got saved, he had to believe who Jesus was. When he got knocked off his horse and blind, he had to believe Jesus was the Lord and Messiah. He had to believe that himself. The what Jesus done came later. But Paul got saved by believing who Jesus was. And he believed what Jesus done, but he had to believe who Jesus was. Okay. So when Paul got saved, he went to the synagogues. He went to the Jews first. And he talked to some of the Jews that tried to convince them to believe who their king was, who Jesus was. He didn't go to them trying to preach to them about the death, burial, and resurrection because they didn't even accept Jesus as being their king first. They wouldn't even accept him of who he was or who were, who he was supposed to be. So Paul tried to convince them who Jesus was, not what Jesus did. He only preached what Jesus did to the Gentiles because the Gentiles didn't have to have a requirement to believe who Jesus was. They just had to believe that Jesus died for their sins and they could be saved by believing that. I hope I'm you're getting something out of this. I hope I'm, I'm explaining this the best way I can because that's why so much confusion in churches and denominations on the salvation message, okay?
on the salvation message. Okay, so I hope you got to know the difference between the two Gospels. That's confusing in the church today. Acts 2 and 38. Romans 16 and 25. If you read those scriptures, you will see there's two ways of getting salvation. If you read the salvation message also in Acts 2 and 38, Peter's salvation message compared to Paul's message in 1 Corinthians 15, 1 and 4, you will see there's two different ways of being saved. They are not the same. I don't care how much you want to put them together. They are not the same requirements to be saved. They're not supposed to be because one is for Israel under the covenant, which is Peter, Acts 2.38, and one is for the other nations, the Gentiles, which who was never under a covenant. See, one is repenting, believing who Jesus was, repenting for the remission of sins, being baptized in water, then they will receive the Holy Ghost. They had to go to those phases to receive the Holy Ghost. Under the Apostle Paul, you just had to believe what Jesus did, and the Holy Ghost instantly will be sealed in you today, which is better. See? So those two Gospels are not the same. That's why it's a lot of confusion and a lot of denominations, part of it anyway, in churches today. Okay? Now, let me let me get on with this. All right. What I want to do now, I'm going to read a few scriptures from 1 John. Now, what I'm doing, uh, I'm trying to compare different, you know, teachings and different, uh, to prove that the difference between, I'm not a good orator, I'm not a good speaker, so bear with me, but I'm trying to make it as plain as I can. I want, what I want you all to see here, excuse me, you can't see it, but here, and follow, follow along with scriptures if you can. Because this is going to be a couple of series before I get through this. It's to understand that what Peter, James, and John taught, especially when it comes to salvation, salvation message, is not the same as what the Apostle Paul taught when it came to the salvation message. Okay? As also, there's a difference in the different requirements and the different duties of what they had to do and how they had to live and what they what they can eat. Their dietary eating and all others, a lot of other things are different than the body of Christ under the body, under the Apostle Paul's teaching to the Gentiles. See, a lot of things that Peter, James and John and the other followers in time past, they was under a covenant. So they had certain ways they had to eat. They had certain diet programs, certain things they had to do, maybe even what they had to wear, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They had to have the same. They had to be a one accord. And signs, miracles, and wonders came with the kingdom program, the Acts 2 and 38 program. Under the kingdom program, signs, miracles, and wonders and speaking in different languages came with the kingdom program. Not today. That's why you don't see those gifts today. I don't care what nobody say. 
You cannot just up and speak in different languages. I ain't talking about this glossolalia and this other gibberish they be talking. That's not tongue. That's I'm demonic. I'm talking about speaking in a different language. If you had that gift, you should be able to go to any nation and speak that language without being trained, without going to school, because it's a miraculous language that was given through to them through the Holy Spirit under the kingdom programs because it came from, they needed that requirement to go to all the different nations to speak language. They was never taught and they was never learned these languages. It was a supernatural gift from God, okay? Period. 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 Okay. I want to get that out there. So, when I read or when I have read, first I read James, then I tried to get you to understand who is talking, who was the author, which was James, who was the audience, which is, which is Israel, and the time of preparing them for the tribulation period, pertaining to the tribulation period. James was preparing them, the same as Peter. A lot of his teaching was getting them ready for the second coming of Christ because, because their focus has always been on their, uh, their kingdom being restored. You can read that in Acts 1. Their focus has always been on their kingdom being restored on earth. So the apostles' mind and Israel's mind was never focused on heaven, going to heaven. It was always an earthly kingdom on earth. If you read your Bible, and I had to do this too, I had to be taught this myself because of traditional teach, teaching in the past. Israel's focus and future promises was always on earth their kingdom being set up on earth because through the past books of the prophets Isaiah, Ezekiel and a lot of the other past prophets foretold of the new millennium kingdom that's going to be on earth so they was always looking for a kingdom on earth their kingdom to be restored on earth that's very important to understand that I get a, that I got a lot of confusion out of uh, different listeners that listens to this program or say, okay, so their focus was always on earth. They was always looking for their kingdom to be restored on earth. Israel, period. Not the Gentiles. Not the Gentiles. Remember, when I say Gentiles or mention heathens, I'm talking about every other nation that's not a Jew. No matter what other nation it is, whatever nation it is or was back then, if, there's, if it wasn't Jerusalem or Judea, any other of those nations, anything like that, you were not you were you were considered a Gentile. You was considered not a Jew. Let me just put it that way. Okay, so this is strictly for Israel. All right. So always remember when you're reading the book of James, when you're reading the book of First and Second Peter, you're reading all five books of John. Remember their messages is to Israel. Okay, what the way to learn the difference between the teachings of the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, uh, the general letters, I would put it between, with James, uh, John, his five books, and Peter, his two books, and the book of Hebrews, you will notice they all coincide with each other. They all are in agreement. They all have a certain structure and harmony. 
you know, about themselves when it comes to the language and the teaching, et cetera, et cetera, stuff like that. You will notice that if you take your time to really read the way they taught, how they taught, what they was under, they was under the covenant. They was the law was still going on the law. They were still under the law in the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. James under the law. First and second Peter, they was going out of the law. When it came to Peter, Peter was close to his death. So it was, according to second Peter, you can kind of read it. He was transitioning or giving that mantle over to Paul. And Paul was going out to all nations. So Peter was close to his death, you know, at that time. I believe Peter and Paul probably died close together, but Peter's message was to Israel, And that's why he gave you a little hint to listen to the teachings of the Apostle Paul, even though it's hard to understand some of his teachings. I'm going to get to that later. It's hard to be understood, you know, because why? Because his message is not the same. It's not a Jewish covenant message for Israel. It's for the other nations. It's for Gentiles. That's why they had to understand that that was part of the scriptures. Peter made it clear. Paul's teaching is scripture. Men twisted and, and and put it all kind of ways like they do today. But Paul's message is scripture. Peter made a point of that in Second Peter. He made a point of that, so he was letting them know, you know, Paul was the way to go because the kingdom program was put on hold according to Romans eleven. So the message, the gospel, from now on, that was gone out abroad until today is the message of the gospel of the grace of God under the teaching of the Apostle Paul to the nations of Gentiles. Okay, you got that. I hope you're following following along. Don't just listen to this over and over and get this in your head so it can get in your heart, okay? And the reason I'm, reason I'm trying to explain this because I'm going to get into First John, but I want to give you a format. I want to give you a, a heads up so you can have some understanding before, without even me saying without me saying the same thing over and over. Who John and James and Peter is talking to? You're going to already you should anyway know the audience is Israel. The audience is the Jews, not the Gentiles. You should also know after I get through these little series that James, Peter, and John was preparing for. The tribulation period. They was thinking the tribulation and Jesus' second coming can happen in their time. They really thought it would happen in their time. That's why they kept saying we, and they use certain pronouns, just like Paul used pronouns in First Thessalonians, First uh, Thessalonians, etc. You will see certain pronouns, me, us, we, or something like that, a pronoun showing that they believe that the tribulation. And the second coming can happen anytime. Start talking about the, the Antichrist spirit and different things like that. That's the preparation, getting them prepared for the tribulation. They already knew they had to go through that final cycle, that final chastisement and tribulation and the second coming of Jesus. You know, that's why they got confused in Acts when Jesus came and he talked to them. They thought he was going to restore the kingdom then. But Jesus said, no, he didn't rebuke them and say, no, you're wrong. You notice that, but go back and read that yourself. It's called Connecting the Dots. That's the name of the show, Connecting the Dots. When you start connecting the dots, you will see how the Bible will come alive, come alive. Okay? The Bible will come alive. You will, you will have to flush out and get rid of all your old traditional way of teaching and learning what you have learned, like I did. You have to throw a lot of that away. It's okay. 
the most important thing you should be concerned about, if uh, if anything, are you really saved? Are you really saved? And if you're not really saved, according to the teachers of the Apostle Paul, it's not too late to be saved. I know that might hurt a lot of people. Feelings might scare a few people. But as long as you believe that Jesus died and buried and rose again in your heart, you are saved. As long as you believe that in your heart, you ain't got to so much say it. But as long as you believe that, you are saved. So you shouldn't have nothing to worry about if you know, you believe that. You are saved. You know, it's a problem if you just believe who Jesus was, but you doubt if he rose again. Then if you have any doubt about that, you're not saved. Any little doubt will stop your salvation. You will never save any type of doubt of believing Jesus died and buried and rose again for your sins. Any doubt about him being raised again, you have a little doubt. You believe he was a king. You believe he was a great prophet. And you feel that only believe in that and being baptized and whatever like that. And you are saved. No, you have to believe the other side of the cross. You have to believe of his death, burial and resurrection that he died for your sins. So the importance is not the who he was when it comes to salvation today. The importance is believing of what he done, believing what he done for you. He died, he was buried, he was rose again. That simple. If you believe that, you are saved. If you have any doubts and you don't believe that, you're not saved. That's point blank. It's just point blank. Okay? All right. Okay? That should be simple enough said. Now, what I'm going to do now, I'm going to read... First John, okay? Just a little bit of First John, all right? So you can get some type of taste. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to read it out of the King James Version. Then I'm going to also read it out of the Living Bible. So let's, let's, let's get into this. Listen to the language very closely. <clears throat> Excuse me, closely. This is First John. John 1, 1 John 1, not 2 John, 1 John. So if you have your Bible, if you have a Bible, go to 1 John 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our own eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life. Okay? For the life was manifested or the life was made known. And we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested or made known unto us. That which we have seen. Now we, remember the pronouns I was talking about, we. That which is from the beginning, which we have heard. We, who is he talking about? Israel. Not the future. He's not talking about future salvation or Gentiles. He's talking about at that time, Past tense was present tense, we. Listen to the pronouns. We have heard, which we have seen. Who is we? The ones that seen Jesus, the ones that heard him talking. Israel, with our eyes. See, me and you haven't seen Jesus with our own eyes, so don't take this personal. This is not personal for everybody that reads the Bible. This is for Israel. You got to look at it in the eyes of the Jews. Israel. Pronouns does not say, talking about you in the future. We'll get to that later. You know, when we does becomes a body or whatever like that. But he's talking about in a sense that we have seen as Israel. We have heard as Jews. We have this and that. We listen to the pronouns. Okay. Two. For the life was manifested and we have seen it manifested and we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you 
that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. You listen to the pronouns, remember? The pronouns. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. When James talking about we, he talking about the ones that seen Jesus, the ones that walk with Jesus. When he talk about ye, he talk about the ones he's trying to get them an understanding of who Jesus was. See, they have proof. They walk with Christ. They was there. Peter, James, and John was there. But this is James talking. I mean, this is John talking. They was there. They seen Jesus. They walked with Jesus. Remember I, talk, I was talking about earlier? They ate with Jesus. They laughed with Jesus. They seen Jesus do the miraculous signs and wonders. See, they, 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 they know that. So John is a proven witness of Jesus. So he's, he can preach to them that way. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. Now remember, who's the author? John, who is he talking to? Who's the audience? Israel, the Jews, maybe the little flock, who he's talking to. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare to you that God is light and in him is not no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Hint, if we, Israel, confess our sins. See, back then they had to confess their sins. We don't have to do that today. It's a lot of confusion in the church. You say you have to say, no, this is Israel's under their covenant kingdom program. Remember the four phases they had to go through? Believe in who Jesus was. Repent for the remission of their sins and be water baptized. They have to confess their sins. Okay, that's not the same as being repent. Repent means change your mind. They had to. They had to confess that they were sinners. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. See, that was a requirement for them to be right with God. They had to confess their sins. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Okay, let me go to. First John the two, my little children, these things write unto you that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. See, if you listen to the difference, and I'm going to break this down in the next section. Listen closely. My little children, these things write unto you that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. See, the focus is on them sinning. They had penalties for sin. They were still under the covenant. They were still under the law. And you're going to see the difference under the body of Christ. We don't have to worry about confessing our sins or worry about sinning. That doesn't mean you do it on purpose, but I'm just saying we didn't have to go through all this. This is under the kingdom program. Let me continue. And he is a propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. What did he say? I'm going to stop here. And hereby we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. What commandments? The Ten Commandments. See, they was under the law. 
and hereby we know him that we know him if we keep his commandments. The Ten Commandments and the other requirements of the law. They was under the law. Okay, remember that. This is the law. We're not under the law. He that says I know him and keep not his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. If you don't keep his commandments and you don't follow the law, you are a liar. The truth is not in you. Not us, but Israel. They was under the covenant. Five, but whoso keepeth his word in him verily or truly is the love of God perfected. Hereby we know or know we that we are in him. He that said he abided in him ought himself also to walk even as he walked. Brethren, I write no new commandment or no new law to you, but that old commandment which you have from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you have heard from the beginning. I'm going to stop there because of time constraints. Remember, now, as you can see, what commandments he talking about? He's talking about the commandments of law. They are under the law. Okay? They're getting prepared to go through the tribulation. Okay? They know Jesus' second coming has to happen after the seven-year tribulation. See, James or John, them already know that. So, therefore, he's preparing them. He's getting them ready. Okay? They're under the law. That's why he mentions the commandments, the commandments, the old commandment. It's not a new commandment. This is an old commandment. He's preparing them. Okay? All right, I'm going to stop right there because there's so much to get into when it comes to these uh, these teachings. All right. So I hope you got my introduction was long because I wanted to get wanted to give you all a format of what's going on when it comes to the teachings of Peter, James and John compared to the teachings of the Apostle Paul. This is very important to believers that's in the body of Christ to understand the difference that they are not the same, the different utterance, the difference of the salvation message, the difference between law and grace. You can't mix them together. You can't put these books together. God did not make it that way. Man confused it that way. Satan confused it that way. He's the master of confusion. So this is why I'm trying to help you all. Okay? Remember that. We're going to get a, I'm going to get back into this later on down the line, and I'm going to do another segment on the teaching of First John, and I'm going to go to uh, Apostle Paul, and I'm going to end it with that because I should have put a lot out there that give you kind of a boost to go search this stuff yourself because that's what I want you to do, okay? God bless you all. This is Joseph Brownlee of Connecting the Dots. God bless you all. Until next time, I love you all. Peace out. Bye-bye.